Welcome, my name is Rob Wong. Let's talk about judgment. One of the things that I've noticed about judgment is how my own hatred, my own resentment, my own judgment about others ends up coming back to poison me. And, and not just in the sense that I get to be angry and hateful and resentful about other people. That is certainly true. But it's also in the sense that there's this additional hidden cost. And I'm going to explain it to you because this is something that I realized really recently. When I judge others, that becomes a shackle that holds me back. That becomes a weight that drags me down. It actually limits my ability to achieve in the area that I'm judging. And I'll give you an example. Um, for the longest time, I carried around this belief that if there was a guy and he was shirtless and he was in really good shape, my belief was that guy is a douche. <laughs> and, and some of you might also have this belief. Right. Look at this asshole. The only reason why his shirt is off is because he wants to show off or get some female attention or get some validation, whatever it might be. And I will also admit that that has the potential to be true. This might be the truth. There's no denying that that might be the truth. But the problem with all of this is that this all came back around to bite me in the ass. Because there was a time in my life where I had a really great physique. I had, um, hmm, how do I talk about this without being arrogant? It's like, like even now, even now, <laughs> I have this judgment around being arrogant. Like, I don't want to. And so I, I can't even talk about this in an articulate way. Let's just say that I was very fit. More fit than I'd ever been in my entire life. And I had the physique that a lot of people would consider to be ideal. Now, over time, I gradually stopped working out. I achieved this thing and then I just kind of let it go. I took my foot off of the gas. And then gradually, over the course of years, that build just disappeared. And then now, if I look at myself, I kind of have a little bit of a pot belly. Um, I'm in reasonable shape, but I don't think I'll ever be back in the same condition as before. Now, if I'd kept it up, maybe, maybe I would have been able to hang on to most of it, like 80% of it, 70% of it. Um, but that's not available to me right now. Why? Well, my theory is this. Because every time I took off my shirt, I felt like an arrogant douche because I was in good shape. So I was essentially psychologically punishing myself every single time I got naked. I didn't like how I looked. And it was, if it was arrogant for me to even take off clothing, then every day there was a point in time where I got punished for being in good shape. And I was doing it to myself. 
So you can see how this can rapidly become a limitation. This can rapidly become this poison that seeps into our lives and keeps us from achieving the thing that we want or could achieve. That being said, I don't think that there's any value in, in taking this to an extreme. Because at the end of the day, I believe that judgments are just part of how the human brain works. Um, the human brain is designed to look for and identify patterns. And what's a judgment other than a negative pattern that we've spotted in someone else? And it might not be true, but it's still the pattern that we think that we've spotted. The tricky part about judgments is that they feel like the truth, <laughs> at least to me. And that makes them really hard to separate out. But one easier way to begin to identify where the judgments exist are to simply look in our lives to see which people we resent the most. And then we piece together what is it about them that we resent. So if I take the obvious example of my mom, one of the things I really don't like about my mom is that she's very pushy. She wants to have her way. And I judge her for that. I, it feels bad when I receive that pushiness from her. And so therefore, I have adjusted my behavior to be less pushy. Um, and then all that's left to do is to look at the impact. Because I am less willing to be pushy or be perceived as pushy, because I've judged my mom so hard for this behavior, well, that kind of stops me from going for what I want. Because I don't want to be seen as greedy or pushy or bossy. And so that's a significant cost, right? That's a life where we're kind of just catering to what we think everyone else wants. And that's not a fulfilling life. Or at least not as fulfilling as it could be. It's a life lived in fear of ramifications and repercussions. So the final piece to begin to remove judgments, I think, is to begin to understand them. And this works particularly well for me. So we look. Okay, well, I'm judging my mom for being pushy, for being bossy and wanting her way. How is this a good thing? How has this benefited her? How has this benefited me? And as I begin this uncomfortable search live on this podcast... Um, well, what's there is that if my mom hadn't been pushy, I, I really might not have survived growing up. Um, I grew up with an autoimmune disorder where my body, my immune system would attack its own blood vessels. And who's to say that if she hadn't pushed for what she wanted, I wouldn't have gotten the care that I needed to survive. If she'd just been resigned and easygoing about it, if she just kind of hoped that it would go away, would I have met the right doctor? Would I have been taken to the correct specialist to get this addressed? And I'm not sure. I really don't know. Because... Well, I mean, in continuing along that thread, how else did this benefit me? Well, it means that my mom was probably fighting for my life. 
as well as her own, right? Because I'm her son. And that means that she probably turned that drive, that same relentless pursuit of the things that she wanted in my favor. So I benefited from this directly. And so as we continue along this path more and more, that idea begins to dissolve. And so let me look for one more thing. Uh, three, is, three is the number, right? Three is the beginning of a pattern. So... The way it's benefited her is that she's gotten the life that she wants, right? She gets to live in the environment that she wants. She gets to design her lifestyle to fit her very, very precisely. She gets to live an ideal life. And I, anytime that I interact with her, anytime that I'm back at home with my family, get to take advantage of the fact that she built a life that worked, that really worked out well for her. So many of the advantages that I had early on in my life were as a result of my mom being a pushy person. So that clears up some of the judgment. And the closer I think that we can begin this analysis to ourselves, how we directly benefit from this kind of behavior, um, the easier it is to let go of that judgment. One of the things about the brain is that it's sort of wired to not hate itself. And so as we begin to identify with the people that we despise, as we see the similarities between us and them, that hate and that resentment begins to disappear. It's like inoculating your brain using itself, which is pretty miraculous. And I love that that little escape mechanism exists. So that's how you begin to unshackle your life. <laughs> and sometimes it's not easy work. Um, sometimes it's a lot of heavy lifting and it involves looking at relationships that we don't want to look at. But when we look into our lives and we see areas that are not as developed as we like, if we look in, at our own finances and we see that we're surviving paycheck to paycheck, have we begun to judge people in our own minds for seeking wealth, for being money motivated? Do we think of them as greedy, as bad people, as people who don't value other people? And if we do, then it's probably not an accident that that's the reason why we're living in less wealth and less financial abundance than we actually want. Do we judge people for dating multiple people, for throwing themselves into relationships with reckless abandon? Do we judge people for being promiscuous? for not being discerning enough when it comes to sex. And then we look in our own lives. Is this impacting the way that I'm living my life? Am I just not getting enough sex? <laughs> Is my life lacking the kind of intimacy that I want? And begin to find the connections. 
So some of the examples that I've thrown out here might not make sense. They might not match up to the way that you've lived your life, and then others might. And that's all part of the exploration. Find the pieces that fit for you and discard the rest. And that, dear listener, is all the time that we have here today. And I wanted to say thanks for making it all the way to the end. I appreciate you. And if you got something out of this podcast at all, if you got any piece of value, I invite you to subscribe or leave a rating. Any kind of interaction that you have with this podcast. I keep on wanting to say channel. I've been making a lot of YouTube content lately. Um, (laughs) Anyway, any interaction that you have with this podcast um, feels good. Um, Feels, I don't know, feels like I'm making an impact, I guess. It feels very vulnerable to share. Uh, But at the same time, I mean, I think that's the point of this. Um. Yeah, and it also helps me begin to get more and more leverage. Um, The more ratings on this podcast, the more people start to listen. And the more people start to listen, the more influence I get. And the more influence I get, I think the cooler content I'll be able to create. One of my goals is to be able to get like Neil Strauss and Brene Brown and like Keanu Reeves. I want to be friends with that guy <laughs> onto this podcast. If so, if any of you has that Ke- that sweet, sweet Keanu hookup, introduce a brother. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, thank you so much for being here. And I'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time with the next podcast. Peace.